Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, last night's program devoted to Celtic supporters saying if we'd taken our chances, well, they can say it again tonight because... Uh, the only good news Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has had this week is at Celtic Park. And the lift that will give the Rangers fans and players yeah. going to that game. I'm sure Ange Potter called with plenty to say, but Liam, we were in the studio when St. Johnson equalised lately on the McDermott. You knew, you knew Celtic had more chances in them. I mean, it was quite fortunate in the end because the boy broke down with crab, but they got their winner and they'll have, they'll have more chances in this game. I'm not sure, Kenny, looking at this, no, honestly. I'm not no. sure. No, I would, I would agree with David. I don't think you can ever, you know, say indefinitely that Celtic won't get another chance, but they just, with the changes that they've made as the game's gone on, um, they just look as if they're lacking a bit of cutting edge and a, you know, a, a bit of going forward. Yep. Goal for Celtic! A corner comes in, it's flicked on, and that man Kyogo, Dundee United, will be sick of the sight of him after a hat-trick at Tannadice. He glances it into the board corner, Celtic do it again, it's Celtic 3, Dundee United 2. That's what the big players do. Having said that Celtic stood on the verge of a major foul-up, I have to credit them and praise them because this is more than just a knack. This is a practised tactic from Celtic. Jack Marcus at uh, Perth, Greg Taylor at Tynecastle, and now to go 3-2 in front Mm. was absolutely breathtaking, but to make it 4-2 is incredible. Hello 
and welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on Sunday the 6th of November. Uh, it's been a great weekend for Celtic. They had a dramatic 4-2 win at Celtic Park over Dundee United, which extended the lead to seven points. And after their nearest rivals lost 24 hours later, it stayed at seven points. So 13 games into the league season, Celtic are seven clear of their nearest rivals. But we'll have a wee look back on the game now and just how it, we think it'll be how it'll affect the season in general. Danny, I'll bring you in. Last January when we played Dundee United, it was a last-minute winner from Leo Labada. And this one, it was, I know we ended up winning 4-2, but it was a couple of late goals that we scored again. And that one in January proved to be pivotal. And this this weekend looks like it could have a, a big say in where the title goes as well, as it's seen a, a lead extend to seven points. What did you make of the game? I thought Celtic were really good. The first half, and should have been out of sight, it was- Created, I think, with three or four really good chances before we when we scored after four minutes. And I think we had a chance before we scored, like Jota missed one. Normally, Jota would have taken a touch, but he tried to take it early. And then we scored, and then we had another. Uh, I think we were pegged back, but between there and half time, we were, um, I thought we were really good. And the team were, the team played with plenty, you know, plenty impetus and urgency, and we're trying to make stuff happen. And at 2 1, you thought, oh, we're going to go on and score even better. Then you get pegged back. Back. I thought the penalty probably if they're going to call them as penalties then fair enough um, if you're just going to see any home ball in the box as a penalty you know fair enough we've seen obviously that that's not the case with Celtic games but if that's what they're going to say then do you know what fair fucks to them but if you're going to say Burnaby is guilty of a handball there then how the boy can stick his studs into Jackie Marcus and no, no get sent off not even of a foul in the first place but not even like get sent off is, is, is bonkers and then you go to one up and you think right see it out and then we miss a few chances really unlucky there was some fucking great football played um, the one with was it Kyogo hit the bar it's a fucking great move and then they hit a cross into the box and it goes in and things like that can happen over the course of the season do you know what I mean things like that will happen against you over the course of the season but time and time and time again a Celtic team just keeps going, and you know the, we never stop, and we get we get like get laughed in my faces last year, and uh, now folk are wishing they were a wee bit more like us. But I just had a feeling it to each. I just had a feeling that we we're going to score. At least we're going to create a chance. We're going to have a chance, and then we missed a chance and got a corner. And the corners have been really poor, but it was a really good flick on at the near point was the ends that flicked it on, and Kyogo's knocked it in, and then three two, and you think right, just fucking hod for fuck's sake, you know, see you out. And then, and then uh, Abada for this. Uh, the United must be sick of the sight of Abada and Kyogo. Like the two of them just live to torment them. Abada, especially, he's got all the. He's scored a few big goals against them, um, especially late in games. But I thought Celtic Dan fully deserved, fully, fully, fully deserved to win the game. I don't think there were any question of that. And if it would have finished two each, it would have been a, a kind of. A really uh, undeserved point for the United, but I'm glad that the Fitba gods were training on us again. And we get the three points, put ourselves seven clear and put the pressure on, which obviously told the day. Aye, absolutely. I mentioned it on the uh, podcast last week. I said that I thought the fact we played first would allow us to uh, put pressure on, but like, Celtic started. Yeah, really well as you say Jota has that chance it goes just wide to the post and then we keep going and Jota expertly I think it's a tie maybe puts it through Jota and 
Uh, he picks out Haksibanovic, who gets got his first goal for the club, and I think a few of us predicted he would uh, get on the score sheet, so it was great to see. I think his, his plays really deserved to be uh, on the score sheet. I know he, had, he was pivotal to that goal at St, the first goal at St Johnston when uh, when an off the St Johnston player, but I was I was delighted for him and like the VAR thing, as you say, if they're deeming that as a penalty, fair enough. But I think Ange nailed it spot on in the post match. From the first replay they see, they must see that it hits Bernabe's arm, and everybody that's seen it can say, like, you know, there's no way that Bernabe, like, he's no in control of what's happening eh, when that hits his arm, but. And just right, if they see that hitting, the, hitting his arm and they think it even could be a penalty, then just get the ref to go and have a look. And instead of, I think it was like four minutes or something it took them to decide on that one. And it was an age before the referee even uh, decided, or I'll get some endure to go and check it. And it's, it's like VR, I just don't understand it. Like, they've, they've been working on it and they were so confident that they had it ready to go that I think they brought it forward like two or three weeks ago. So it was maybe after the World Cup. Uh, that it was brought in, so it's it's mental that they're bringing it in and there's still as many problems with it, and I know it's the same in other games, it's not just us, as I said, I think it's a lot to do with the standard they're officiating rather than having the technology, uh, but we responded well, and again, Haksabanovich is a good finish, I think Keeper's probably wanting to do better with it, but it goes in off the post, and uh, we go into one up, and I thought that we we fully deserved it as you say we, we were playing really well second half chances kept coming obviously I think O'Reilly had won at the keeper Kyogo put a couple just wide of the post and James Forrest hit the bar with a header as well and you're thinking like yeah, on another day you're going to be four or five up at that point but United that's at, as much as Celtic fully deserved the win United had a few chances as well they obviously hit the post and there was the one that at Middleton put past Hart that Greg Taylor done superbly to clear off the line. And for like the cross from Levitt that comes in, I think Tony Watt doesn't get anything on it and it just sort of evades Joe Hart. But the the biggest compliment I can pay to Ange and his team is that uh, when, when that goal went in, I took one look at the clock and seen it was the 87th minute and I, I wasn't overly panicking and I, I thought that's plenty of time for Celtic to at least get a few chances. I thought the, the deliveries were putting in were decent yesterday and it, it just feel, felt like a matter of time before we put one away. And I, I posted it on my Twitter yesterday, but I was absolutely delighted for Kyogo because he's took a lot of stick and some of it may be merited. It. I think some of it's quite harsh as well, but I think it was a great moment for him. I know I've added things on to really rubber stamp the victory, but a, a great moment for Kyogo because he's obviously last season was our main man. There was a lot of people who seemed to think that Jackie Marcus was on the verge of replacing him. So, like, especially to bounce back after Nobin in the Japan Model Cup squad, it just shows that Kyogo's got that predatory instinct because he sort of, like, if you watch it, like, the ball, O'Reilly puts the ball in and uh, Ralston flicks on and Kyogo just sort of goes in and he's there and he's a, he, he, like his movement is so good that he's unmarked and uh, he puts it away. So I'm delighted that we got that one and then obviously Avada's finish just unbelievable. I think that's his ninth goal of the season already and again it's somebody who's not starting every week and the, the technique to just sort of chip the keeper from uh, that angle I thought was brilliant and it just shows like they took him off the bench uh, yesterday and it just shows the strength we they have in this squad. I know some people doubt it when 
things are not going so well, but being able to bring them on, even Greg Taylor, as I mentioned, he had that great block off the line. Like they three were all pivotal yesterday when they came off the bench. And as as we saw, like I say, we struggled up at Perth a few weeks ago and the other mob did today and they, they're in a perilous position, like they're seven points behind and the fans weren't ready to manager and they're just in some state, whereas we, we're all like, the Champions League campaign obviously didn't go as we planned, but everybody's still united and we're, we're really on course to uh, look to put a, a real intention in that we're looking to retain our title and obviously seven clear at this point is just unbelievable compared to where we were at this stage last season. I think we were maybe four points behind at this stage last season, so it's it's been... Been great. We've got these two games coming up before the World Cup, but uh, Andy, you were there as well. With the what did you make it? Anybody stand out for you yesterday? I thought I thought like Kyle came on. He was obviously really good, uh, and obviously got the goal as well. But I thought it was a weird performance. Like, I don't think we were brilliant for large parts of the game. Um, but I think that was just how how they were playing. I was buzzing for Haxipanovic to get his goals. Um, I think he's needed them, but. A player I really, really like. I think he's got a lot of qualities, um, and, and they'll only bring him on. Um, so I thought he had a good game, um, as is we've grown used to him. Yota as well. Um, Jackie Marcus was unfortunate; he wasn't getting too many sort of great chances carved out for him. Um, and I would say that was that was merciful. O'Reilly was decent as well. Um, I thought Tumble was quiet at times, but. Again, he's obviously sort of drips and drabs up with his first start for fuck knows how long, to be honest. Um, I couldn't tell you the last time Tumble started the game, but um, there was, I don't know, it, just, it felt like one of the games, it was just the way they were playing. I mean, for the first minute, even at 1 0 done, um, you've got their keepers fucking taking 25 minutes to take a goal kick. And it just felt like they were trying to just ride it out and run the clock down as long as possible and then nick something. Um, the penalties, it's one of them, like, the, the, the rules going to need to be changed because it's, it's just fucking stupid. Like, there's no account taken in for, like, like you say, it's obviously been well documented recently, but like, if you're moving, if they're chasing, and like, your arms can't be by your side in these situations, so it's... If anything, that would be unnatural if your arms are doing by your side when you're sort of defending anything, really. Um, but you see all the time when a, a, a tricky winger's faced up a, a full-back and he go, makes them sort of shimmy from left to right. Look, the arms are going to come out. That's completely natural for that to happen. Um, but the, the rules going to need to be changed. Um, but like you say, it's the, the biggest fucking annoyance is the fact that it takes them Forever, especially when you're at the game, it feels like a fucking eternity to make a decision. And then after that, you're waiting for however long, and then the ref gets called out to go and see it anyway. Like, what's, what's the point? I've never once seen a ref go to the VR screen and no change his mind. Like, never once seen that happen. Surely it should just be instant. Like, right, there's something you need to go and see. Go watch it and we'll put it on for you. Um, so that's it's, it's just, it's just frustrating, especially when you're at the game. and. Another thing is just, as a side point to that, and a, a few people even around me at the game when we're waiting, we're talking about it, but it also must be one of the only sports in the world that uses sort of video technology and doesn't show it on the screen at the game. Um, and that's just, for me, it's just annoying, like you're fucking missing out 
phone this when you're sitting waiting on a decision to be made or whatever. I mean, that's just a wee, a wee daft thing. Um, but that just annoys me, the fact you're at the game, you've no really got a clue what's actually going on. And they're taking, like I say, they're taking fucking 40 minutes to make a decision. Um, if they believe it's fixed on, then surely that, sh- that should be it. They shouldn't then need to fucking mess about and be zooming in and out and showing multiple angles. Like if they can see it in the one and get the ref out of the screen, get them to see it and make a decision. Stop fucking eating in and looking at time, just ticking away for no reason. Um, but like I say, Hags a bit buzzing for him to get his two goals. Um, thought when Greg Taylor came on, it was uh, Bay was he was all right. Um, as a player, I, I like Bay, I think he will improve. Um, I thought, like I say, in Perth, I thought Johnston, he was brilliant. Thought he did a good game against Hibs um, in the six-one. So uh, I thought a player that's got a lot of potential. He's still young, but I was happy when Taylor came on. Um, obviously, it was still two-one at half time, but you you knew the how they were playing and how they were going to just try and ride out, do the same fucking waste time and nick something at the end. So good to see Taylor coming on. Like I say, I think he brings a lot of good and does a lot of good. Um, but the subs, a bad in for the hash. were really. Really, the big ones. Um, obviously, they two were the ones that scored the goals, but they, as is already been mentioned, they fucking haunt under United. Um, brilliant players, and you see the qualities that they bring. Um, so I think what else happened in the game? Their goal, their second goal again, just I felt it coming, but I was the same as you, Dan. Look, the goals went in, I've looked at the clock, and I thought, I'm no worried here, I think we've got time to work with I mean, I was fucking as shocked as ended that we stuck two in, but I wasn't I wasn't panicking and you've seen that for the players, it was just right get the ball and go again, nothing changes um, obviously my disc came on and then Furahashi's got his goal, brilliant bit of movement um, I think he actually won as a corner as well if I remember rightly, and then Abada's finish was just fucking sensational finish um, just to lift the ball, the keeper like that so it was one of the ones if we keep winning games like that then my heart's not going to last very long but what the team's all about is what the manager's built it's we've been banging the drum for long enough we've we've heard that it. it's not just sound bites you get from it's, it's you see it in the park you see it in what the players do and how they go about their business um that that's why they, they play no matter whether they're six one up or five one down like they'll keep playing they'll, they'll keep continually pressing and going forward and you see it pay dividends when, when things like this happen. Like, years and years gone by under select managers when that's it, that equaliser goes in, you'd have been shitting yourself and really sort of conceding what's happened. But it's put me a bit in mind of what it was like under Stratton in terms of the team just kept pulling out anywhere at times. Um, I mean, if you look at how many we've had through Angie's time at Celtic anyway, but nicking games and, and nicking them late on, like, it's even if you look at the the Hearts game, the Taylor goal comes at seventy six minute, but it would have been easy for do you know what I mean? Like for the team no no to go and win that game. Um St Johnston, like they continually do it, they continually just keep going and going and get the goal. Um and it's I guess it's it's everything that the manager's built and it's it just gives me so much faith and as I say it, it just reminds me of the when it was under Stratton, like you always had faith that the team would go and they would nick something. Um, which is brilliant, but again, it's, it's just for me. 
get 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 to the, the sort of break that we're going to have for the World Cup. Keep winning games, keep putting pressure on, and you've seen what happened obviously today um, when we've we've went out won the game. Pressure's been on and, and they've crumbled. So I uh, happy with the result. Performance was was good, um, and I would say that it's like you must forgetting so many players back for injuries now. It's really only McGregor, I think, um, that's going to come back, which will come after the World Cup. So I think we're in a really good place. Um, and there's going to be nearly up, nearly up between now and obviously the final two games that we've got there. Definitely, no, as you say, it's, it's nearly can't be any let up. So we've got this game at Mullerwell on Wednesday, and then we finish up against Ross County on Saturday. So it looks like we will go into the break with a strong position. Obviously, that could all change in the next seven days. So we'll need to keep up this sort of consistency. But Tony, what did you make of yesterday's game? As I said, it's. 13 games in and must have been clear and yet again you, you don't need to beat the drum anywhere everybody knows that this team never stops to use Ange's first training session but it's just Saturday just yet again typified it. Phenomenal it's seeing people obviously saying oh Jamie Cunt and really lucky but it's, it's definitely no luck it's a it's a tactic, it's a mentality, I don't know exactly what you would call it, but it's, it's in the DNA of this team that irrespective of when the opposition score, we can we can score again. And I think that was just it just some Celtic up for me. And I think well, I think that was the fourteenth game of the season. We've won thirteen out of fourteen, or it's it's twelve out of thirteen. And we've won games in every way imaginable. We've um, we've come from behind to win four three. We've won 9-0, we've battered our rivals 4-0, we've conceded in the 93rd minute and scored in the 96. You, you think at any way to win a football match and this team has done it. Um, and it's a massive credit to, to the players and, of course, uh, the manager and his staff that, that were so well drilled. I mean, when the D90 scored yesterday, I felt a bit sick, to be totally honest. And... I'd, you know that way, I, I, my head was away and I'm thinking, fuck, if they win them all, it's cut to two and I'm sure they would all have been dancing when the United scored as uh, their forum show and then before you know it, we're seven clear, which is a huge a huge advantage. I don't think we've had a, an advantage like that um, since probably the nine-in-a-row season, so it's huge. Obviously, the league's far from done and there's a long way to go, but... It's a it's a big gap for us to have because we're playing well, we're scoring loads of goals. I I, I I don't know what the record is, but I'm certain that we will break the the SPFL record for the most goals in a, a league season. Um, we must be averaging about four goals a game. I feel as though, regardless who we play, we're capable of putting putting the ball in the net. So. Uh, credit to Kyogo to come on and get the winner was was delighted for him and then Abada I was screaming him he, he cut it back but his goal was absolutely phenomenal it's a great chip um, the whole VAR thing um, I guess if, if that's a penalty then how's the one at Hearts not a penalty totally mystifying all you're wanting is consistency uh, you do get it for these officials but they're consistently fucking garbage uh, which is quite agitating but um I can understand the manager's frustration. You're, you're sitting about for what? If it's a penalty, then get it. It's touched, touched his hand and you're saying it's an unnatural position or whatever. Just give the penalty quickly and or tell the ref right away to look at it. What's the point? These people miles away looking at it 15 times and then telling the ref to look. Because the ref's always going to get it. Why he's booked him, I don't know. That's fucking madness. Um, makes absolutely no sense. It's never a booking. It's no deliberate. 
I don't know why he's booked him. Um, it's just totally stupid. Um, but what can you do? Uh, but we still still won the game. I thought the Jack and Marcus one could have been a red card. I thought it was high foot, but I don't know because Jack and Marcus's foot was high when he won the ball. Is that why he done the gear? Or is it just because he's a fucking idiot? I don't know. Um, it was mad it wasn't even a foul given, but nothing surprises you. Um, but no, I thought we deserved to win the game. The goal the goal we conceded was a bit sloppy, and I guess there's not much Joe Hart can do because he's expecting, obviously, the flick on, but to be just bounce up the pitch and get the goal. And they, they wins are, are worth more than any 5-0, 9-0, 5-1 you're going to get because... They just they just sicken the, the teams you're up against and they um they put as you say massive pressure on them and we see the day they just folded under the pressure and they, they're in a bit of disarray. They hate their manager, uh, they hate their, their players as well by the looks of it. So for us it's just a case I win the next two games and go into the, the gap at least seven clear. Um but irrespective of beginning top of the league, which is magic. Um only injury we have now is our captain, still a big miss, but um, I mean, when when you're playing, you're taking off Jakimakis, Jota, Haksabanovic, you can bring on the likes of Ahmad, uh, Abada, Mada and Kyogo. It's, it's some amount of energy we can bring on the second half of games. So, that's been an excellent start to the league campaign. I know Champions League was slightly disappointing, but all we can do is ask the players to go over it and get us back in there next year. And, and they're doing a fantastic job. So, um, I've enjoyed the first kind of bit of the season. I'll still get two games to go, but I think we've been excellent. Um, I was delighted for Haksabanovic. I think he's been a great addition. Um, and it was good to see him finally get his, get his goals. Um, but i delighted. It's been a brilliant weekend. I mean, when St Mirren beat us in the five-point gap, gets shut to two, I was thinking, oh, for fuck's sake. And then it looked against St Johnson, we were going to open more points, and against um, Hearts. But we pulled it out the bag and we done it again yesterday. And now we're seven points clear, so it's it's magic for me. Um, I love being top of the league, and it's been our default position for the best part of the century. So it's just about maintaining that, and um, obviously rotating the squad, and everybody seems to be fit. So I delighted. I, as you say, we're getting there with a squad that's just McGregor. So I did notice from. Uh, where I was that Carter Vickers was straight up the tunnel yesterday with the physio, so I don't know. I know obviously he missed a game during the week, so I don't know if he's maybe just getting assessed, but they've managed the full game and he had that brilliant tackle towards the end as well, so I don't think it's too much to worry about, hopefully. Uh, Danny, the first of the two games we've got before the split is away to Mullerwell. Now, uh, we've obviously played Mullerwell a few times in the recent weeks we had that tight game at Celtic Park that we won 2-1 uh, thanks to Rio Hitati and the League Cup game we had with him we blew him away and won 4-0 uh, what are you expecting from this trip to Firth Park I know they they lost in the capital to Hearts today despite Hearts been doing a 10 men for a significant period of the game Um, Aye um, I think sorry sorry my phone went there um, I think it would just be a continuation of what we've seen in the last few weeks. I was playing well, and I can't tell my mother well. Ever since I put money on it, we get relegated. I think they've lost twice. And I think it's once to Rangers, and then us in the cup, and then Hearts the day, which is three times. But um, they've suddenly had a change in form. Hopefully, um, that'll be a sore one for them today. They were playing ten men for a lot of the game, and 
lost late on, although Hearts got another penalty um, for a handball, no less. Must be something to do with Tyne Castle, but um, I just think I think we're in a good spot. You know, like the, we've got all the momentum. It's actually a shame the World Cup breaks coming up. I was looking forward to it a couple of weeks ago. Um, no, I think I wish it wasn't happening because we could seriously push on. Um, seriously push on. I mean, we could could be theoretically be like it wouldn't shock you if we were thirteen points clear this time next week before the World Cup break. Um, because well. The way, way that both we are playing and the way that Rangers are playing, um, but I'll settle for being I'll settle for being seven clear. But Motherwell are a good team. Motherwell are all right. You know I don't think they're great, um, but they'll raise their game against us. They, we blew them away in the cup. It was four going on, you know, fucking fourteen, and uh, I think we'll we'll, um, we'll score a few goals. But I thought, you know, I'm that, and then it was a boring game. I'd take that, and I'd just take, if we could just win my last two games before the World Cup, I'd be absolutely thrilled, and it would um, really just keep putting the pressure on, because you see what happens, you know, we, it looks like we've dropped points, and uh, Hugh Keevens on Clyde for the second time this season has got stuck into his, uh, talking about how our season's imploding in front of us, and then all of a sudden we got the part in school and he, he looks a bit foolish. And then you fast forward at 24 hours and they stay kind of play really well for like first half an hour of the game. They should be two or three up, and then they lose a goal and they've just get near response, and then they lose another goal. And again, they need to, they, they pull one back, but there's virtually no response for them. And the difference between the two teams at the minute is staggering. And if we can just keep winning, um, I think they'll drop even more points and, and, and more points than that, because it's obvious that at this time, you know, it could all change, but at this moment in time, they can't keep up with us. And I know you have spoken about it, but that must have, Tony spoke about it and all, but that must have been such a body blow for them yesterday when we were up the part and scored that third goal and then the fourth. It must have been such a body blow for them because they would have had it in their minds that they can probably get back to two points or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're seven behind us and probably looking at a new manager maybe. So, uh, I know you asked me about Motherwell, but any three points will do. And Motherwell will be up for it. My VAR, as we've seen so far with Celtic, it's the it's a great equaliser so far uh, when Celtic games are concerned. So we'll need to watch for that. But uh, I can't see it other than another comfortable three points done. Aye, as you say, it's we were fantastic in the cup, and it's. It doesn't matter who we see me play, like there's been a load of rotation, especially around about like the front three and whoever we bring in seems to be doing the job and it's just all about keeping the pressure on. I think they're playing at the same time as us and Wednesday night and if we can get a few goals early then you just know the atmosphere there's no going to be brilliant no matter what's happening on the pitch. But if you can just continue that pressure, uh, like thirteen points ahead by next Saturday would be Fantastic! When you were talking, I thought you were going to say maybe by January second when we next play them. But I mean, you never know. And like, it just seems like Celtic just seem pretty unstoppable now. And I know we had that blip against St Mirren where we were absolutely terrible and deserved to lose that day. But 
you just kind of see that type of day happening too often for us. And Darren, you're talking about that game. If we win that game, like we're meant to, we're ten clear now. You know, and you wouldn't. The only time we've, we've that's like we threw that one away. That was awful. But if we just do what we're meant to do that day, we're ten clear right now, and it's the sixth of November. I know it's absolutely crazy. As I say, it's thirteen clear, eh, thirteen games in, and that was clear. It's just it's mental, and like the St John's the game, like that resilience to as Tony said, concede the ninety third and scoring the ninety six is just. The team just don't like. Obviously, we did lose it as a mum, but apart from that, the team don't know when they're beating. They just continue to dig these results out, and I, I, I don't see. Like, I, I agree with you. I don't think Mullerwell's the worst team in the league by any stretch of the imagination, but I just, I thought they offered very little against us in the cup. I think they had maybe one chance the first half that fell to a boy inside the box that he put over, but apart from that, like that Van Veen, like when I was at first part there, I week watching him see. Watching him in person, he's just a big fuggy, just tries to throw defenders about. And I think with Carter Vickers and Starfelt, hopefully, uh, back there, and I just don't think that will happen too much. And even like the the fullbacks, like, I thought Alison had a decent game uh, yesterday, and uh, it was one of the first half he was unlucky, you know, to get a goal out of it as well. But uh, as I said, it doesn't seem to matter who we bring in. Like, uh, I know Tumble, as Andy mentioned, came in. I think that was his first start since this at Midland game. But even if, let's say, Tumble drops out and Moy comes back in, I don't think anybody's too concerned. Moy was brilliant that night at Fur Park as well. And Kyogo's probably bursting with confidence now as well after getting a couple of goals in recent weeks. But uh, no, I, I think we will just completely steamroller Motherwell. And I think this team, they know we're what, six days away from. Uh, breaking up for the World Cup and obviously we've got a few players going and the rest of the team will I don't, I'll be I'll be mad because it's obviously like a, you, they'll have that trip to Australia and then I don't know if it'll just be like a sort of pre-season sort of idea like when Ange keeps them ticking over until we're back in the middle of December but uh, Andy you're going to the game on Wednesday what are you expecting from it? More of the same um, you see Murrow a very dodgy patch I think of I know they beat obviously with Tarts were down to ten men and um they beat them but I am sure they've lost five at the last six or something like that. Um so they're obviously not in a good place. Uh, I, I, I don't really see any situation where we struggle with. I think we're playing really well again. It's it's all starting to come together. The focus is obviously there. Um so I'm I'm, I'm expecting a game with goals once again. Um, I mean, we scored four against Hearts, three against Livy, four against Under United. Um, it was Mother won the cup before that, four. Uh, then there was a six one against Hibs, so there's goals just coming from everywhere. Um, and, and I'm really, I'm expecting more of that. I think, I think especially with him dropping points today, you're going to see in these final two games before we do go to Australia in the breakup, the team really sort of ramp it up. Um, I think one of the two games is going to be a big scoreline. Um, be lovely if both of them were, um, which wouldn't surprise me either. But I don't know why these either Motherwell Ross County are going to take a fucking doing affairs. Um, so looking forward to that. But I, it's I think you'll see probably Keo will come back in. Um, Haxibanovich will probably keep his place. I think you you see just about our strongest eleven, obviously with the exception of Callum McGregor because he's out injured. But I think you're going to see it. Uh, Taylor coming back coming back in, Starfield probably. 
as well. Um, and it'll be like Kyogo, Haxibanovich, Yacht. I think you're going to see us in a right strong place. Um, and, and, and we'll go at them. And as I say, I, I, I don't see a situation we don't we don't put a couple in, if not as a doing. Um, I think we're, I, I guess, all just sort of aligning for a right strong finish before we go. We, we break up and some of the players go to the World Cup and then some of them obviously go out to Australia. But looking forward to the game and I think they're in a bad place, the new Motherwell. So as I said, their form's really no great. They've lost to 10-man hearts. They'll, they say like the last fucking team they want to be coming up against. Um, they, they would rather be playing some shite um, other than being in poor form and having to deal with us. So hopefully we can just pile on the misery and keep points coming. Definitely. And Tony, what you think about it? And as Andy says, Motherwell's lost five of the last six and it was a tight-ish game at the uh, at Celtic Park a few weeks ago. But again, and as we said in the cup, it was no bother for the Celtics that night. Obviously, Hattati and Abada and Kyogo in the score sheet that night. What are you expecting on Wednesday? I can't really see past us in any game, to be totally honest. Um, I, th- I think we'll win. I don't know how comfortable it'll be. I, d- I don't know if we'll get another... I'd love another 4 now, but um, anyone will do. And I think we're, we're more than capable of fucking whacking four or five past any team in this league. So, again, confident, but we just need to make sure we do the job and put as much pressure on them as possible. Obviously, Hearts took a bit of pace in after them the last time they played them. So, I've no doubt they want to make up for that. So, I, I would I would be surprised if come the end of the break we were... We were um, 13 clear, but if we're at least 7, and or even if we can get to 10, we would be doing absolutely fantastic. So uh, I think we'll win 3 now. I think Kyogo will get a hat-trick. I think he's in good goal-scoring form, and I'm expecting him to keep it up. So yeah, it's just you're just looking forward to every game. I agree with Danny. You're not really wanting the break to come because we're, we're playing so well. But um, aye, 3 now and... I don't know what will happen at Ibrooks. I think if the man, their manager's still there, that they have the new, they're, they're, they're in definite chance that Hearts could take something after them. So, um, aye, it's exciting times for sure, but 3 0, nothing too mental. And um, aye, Kyogo has it. Uh, I, th- I think it'll be. I think it'll be an exact copy of the cup game. I think we'll win 4 0 again. And. I think you'll go get two of them along with Aaron Moy getting his first goal for Celtic and uh, I don't know, Cameron Carter-Vickers getting the other one. But actually, I don't think we'll be 13 clear by this time next week, but I do think that Hearts might get something on Wednesday night and I think we might extend our lead at the top to nine points uh, come quarter to ten on uh, Wednesday night. But Danny, what you going for? You obviously you're unlucky that Maida was benched on uh, yesterday. You couldn't get his hat trick for you. You tipping that for the more uh, for Wednesday? <laughs> Fucking completely forgot I tipped that the other night. Um, I must have been drunk. Um, do you know? I never do this because I'm. I want to say I was pessimistic. I just don't want them to pop on Twitter. Uh, right, the issue is it's I've one man once said. <laughs> Uh, but I think we'll win 7 nothing on Wednesday night and Kyogo will get 2 Alex <laughs> <laughs> Savanovic will get 2 okay. and 
two defend two two of the four starting defenders will score and Aaron Moy will score as well. And I think that leaves no, actually seven. Aye, we'll score seven. And uh, Tony can pass on to it later. And Andy, what are you gonna predict for Wednesday night? Danny's just hoovered my, my 7 0 right after me. Um, but I mean, I can't go certain that one of these teams are going to get a doing and no go with something big. So I'll say 6 0. Um, get on about 10. But I'll go for 6 0. And there'll be goals for, for everybody. There'll be six different scorers. There you are. I think any of the predictions would be welcome. But hopefully that is Danny's because 7 0 would just be spectacular. But uh, that's it. Just a short one for this evening because obviously this game is on Wednesday the games are coming fitting fast so we are getting episodes out fitting fast but if you've made it this far thanks very much for listening and we will speak to you after the Motherwell game cheers Extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.